Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up out of bed to pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 80 Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God, let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears, and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors, our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts, let your face shine that we may be saved. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 to 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with her ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 through 18. And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered all t- for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since then he has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And Holy Spirit also testifies to us, For after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. He also adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Here ends the reading. in AIT um, just after boot camp uh, I was a 13 Fox and for those of uh, those of my listeners who are in, in infantry or combat arms uh, you may know that we were referred to as fisters F-I-S-T 
E-R, for fire support team. And as far as I know, this was the only AIT that Fisters would go to. And this was in early 2001. And I can't even remember what our unit mascot was. I think it was a rock. Um, And every morning we would wake up for first formation at AIT. And we would go down, and there was this old first sergeant who was clearly just waiting to retire. And he would, he, would, uh, he would tell us to fall in, and he would say, we are. And then the whole company, uh, Battery, would return with rock hard. <laughs> we are rock hard every morning. Um, and I'm pretty sure I picked up on a sexual innuendo. It was kind of weird. But uh, I mentioned this story because every time I think about this passage from Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah um, talks about, you know, I will put hearts of flesh in there and take out the hearts of stone. And the stone was a reference to the, the covenant, the Mosaic covenant, basically the Ten Commandments. And that is good. Like the Ten Commandments are good. Just like being rock hard is supposed to be good in the military. Um, but the Bible, the Bible doesn't do away with that. Um, the Ten Commandments are the bedrock of the Abrahamic faith. Um, but there's there's something that's more important than the commandment, the the stone tablets, right? Uh, that we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the stone isn't what's important. Um, being hard, um, being badass. That's there's a there's a degree of goodness to that. But if it blinds us to the importance of also being adaptive and flexible and resilient, responsive, um, uh, then then we may have a problem. Um, and these the the problem was, and Paul wrestled with this as well. Um, a generation or two ago, the consensus was that Paul wrote Hebrews, and now they're not really sure. They actually think it probably wasn't. Paul and it may have been a Gentile who was just really, um, who, who was converted and, and he became very, very, um, uh, I don't know, educated around the way, the, the ancient ways of uh, Jewish faith. Um, but um, Paul has, takes issue with the law. There's this dichotomy between the law and the gospel. And the law, depending on how you read Paul, can kind of be uh, uh, a hindrance, almost a stumbling block. Like he talks about it in different ways that can infer that you know the law is actually done away with. The law had a certain purpose for these stubborn kind of clowns out in the desert, and now the good news is that you know the law has enabled us to do this other thing, and this other thing, the gospel, is what's really the focus. Um, and I think that the the danger. Um, the danger that can present is to kind of, you know, because humans seem to want to live in binaries, simple black or white realities. They're not realities. These worlds that we create where it's either or, that everything is a zero-sum game, um, that we can cast off our own roots, that we can, that, you know, Paul um, famously, um, I don't know, contributed to Martin Luther's anti-Semitism in his old age. Um, and I think that those binaries are, are problematic. I think that as we get out, I remember when I was in an anti-war veterans organization, um, 
it felt like there's a pendulum. Like a lot of people would, on the one hand, talk up about all these accomplishments that they had in the military, and you could tell that they were proud about it. Um, but then they would they would switch, or they would the 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 binary instinct of like, well, the war was bad and immoral, and so that ca- somehow casts your entire service into some dark cloud. There was this weird thing um, where people would feel shame for their entire service for the just for their participation in an unjust war in Iraq um, or or Afghanistan. Um, and I think that the the beautiful thing about um, the Gospels and, and Jesus, quite frankly, is that he holds all of these things in tension, that you can still be hard so long as you remember that that's not ultimately who you are and what you are and what's most important, nor is what is most important is to be soft or to be um, emotional, I suppose, as opposed to, or, or in contrast to, to logical. There has to be a balance. Um, God, God is certainly nuanced and complicated. There's been this modern kind of idea around God being this unmovable mover um, that, you know, he's not emotional when clearly in the Old Testament God is emotional. Um, to hold all these things in tension and to, to live with hearts of flesh without forgetting that these um, the tablets of stone are, are bedrock to our faith, that we need that foundation. Um, so this morning um, was a short reading. So I, I suppose I'm kind of going long on a reflection. Um, but consider the ways in which you've chosen one or the other to either have a heart of stone or to be um, to have hearts of flesh, which I think are good, but they're also vulnerable. And um, we need to have vulnerability alongside, um, I suppose, confidence or stoic confidence um, I think there's a danger of being unable, or, or, or if you're too personal, you take everything personal. If you're, if you're adaptive and, and fleshy and, and everything, then the, the danger is that you, you lose sight of, um, or you take things too personal and you, you get hurt too often. And if you're stone, you aren't hurt often enough. Um, and to remember that being hurt is to be human. Um, and that's, that's why I think it's so profound that uh, the author of the letter of Hebrews talks about not just the Eucharist, but what Jesus did on the cross. He was hurt, but he was also God. Um, to to reflect for today about the ways in which um, our lives are balanced and to continue to reflect and value that balance. Here ends the reflection. for the human family from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus Christ, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth that, in your good time, all nations and races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's first formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.